live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers, <laughs> hip-hop reporter of Vibe Magazine. It's okay. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm for my intro, please. <laughs> um, I, I forgot my monikers because I, I love our guest enthusiasm so much. Um, I want to thank you all for tapping back in for season four. Episode three of season four. So far, we've had the boy Savon, who you will see again. I promise he's coming back. He wasn't just here. First episode, he's coming back. And shout out to Dizzy Banco for um, last week's episode. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and all streaming platforms. Follow us on social media. Give us a review on Apple Music. Give us a comments in the youtube all that good stuff so yeah subscribe to the youtube channel and all the platforms the link is going to be around here um our tiktok has been going crazy lately not gonna lie uh, i want to shout out to aux chord whisperer he's a popping uh tiktok page talks about music and he engaged with us on our uh, little baby uh, tiktok and little baby actually commented on his stitch of our video and he said that he agreed with our perspective so shout out to you little baby if you ever want to come and talk more we got you bro um our patreon shout out to all of our subscribers to the patreon it really means a lot that you all are supporting our content if you're not subscribed to the patreon patreon.com backslash backslash stay busy pod uh you can get exclusive content uh behind the scenes content uh, early access to merchandise, early access to events, a bunch of dope stuff, personal blog posts from me. Like, why Why wouldn't you want to tap in? Like, did, did, do you want to be just a public listener or, like, be outside the club? Or do you want to be inside the cool club? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just think about that. I'll, I'll let y'all mull that over. Um, and, of course, make sure you tune in to... All of our YouTube shorts, our busy sessions are still up there to be tapped into, so you can do that as well. Of course, shout out to the team, Kieran Hurley, VP of Everything, Nick Early, executive producer. He typically executive produces at a high level, but he's not here with us. I'm sure he's handling something very important. If he's not, I'll get at him in the group chat. Uh, shout out to Shavonda Shields, our VP of Engagement, and Aaliyah Simone, our VP of Data and Analytics. I am here for a very, very special reason. I want to say... <clears throat> Greetings to the lovely ladies of uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority mm. Incorporated. I was Actually, about to say, don't forget. I, d- I, d- I did that wrong. <clears throat> Greetings <laughs> to the lovely ladies of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, so, uh, what do you get when you mix an artist who's born and raised in the UK with ties to Atlanta and New York City that currently resides in LA? Well, you get the sounds that you hear on this talented woman's recent project outside, too. In a music landscape where many people try to be versatile for the sake of keeping up with the trends, this artist makes it look and sound easy. She got her start in 2019 with Buckhead Freestyle before releasing her 2020 debut EP, Outside. In a music game where the women remind us on a daily basis that they have something to say, I reckon that we need to turn this wicked bitch of the South's mic up. 
<laughs> here to talk all things music, outwrapping the men and the women, and her okay. very diverse background. Welcome to the Busy Verse Six. Said it. What a fucking intro! Thank you. <laughs> I do what Thank I can. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm feeling good, especially after that intro. I'm feeling hey. feeling great. <laughs> you, know, you made it easy. Thank you so much. We're excited to have you. Looking I'm forward excited to, really to be here, honestly. I like to talk, so. Good, good. That's what we like. We like that. I mean, we got the mics for a reason. Hello. So let's, let's talk. Um, so let's jump into the whether you like. Whether you like. The, this, these might be hard, so I'm looking forward to your answers. Okay. Whether you like Burner Boy or WizKid. WizKid. Okay. Cuff it or heated. Cuff it. Okay. Selfies or boomerangs. Boomerangs. You sure? You, you, you don't sound <laughs> too like confident. Selfies better. Selfies? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Soul Plane or Pootie Tang? Soul Plane. Mm, see, I, I know I like it. <laughs> Soul Plane is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I know it's kind of trash. The plot is kind of weird, but like, it's just so funny. And I feel like, like it's so funny. And then like the cast and the comedians that are involved. It was like pre like their peak. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was a good, good movie. They caught them really, at a really good time. All star cast of, of actors. Um, yeah. hmm, Burner Boy or WizKid? That's a tough one for me. Really? WizKid oh, Energy not. is like one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, of course, come closer with Drake. I love, yeah. um, but then Burner Boy, he he got a lot of shit too. So you know, <sighs> I don't know. I feel like Burner Boy is great, but mm-hmm. the reason why I chose Wizkid is because like I've consistently loved Wizkid, mm-hmm. like from like his Pacaroma, like No Lele days, like mm-hmm. when he was when the rent was like. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah, I liked his really really early days. I can't say that. Um, I was super like on the Burna Boy wave because he yeah. did start off very early with like more dance hall, yeah. reggae kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. And at the time, being Nigerian, you know, I didn't really understand his like, I guess, I wasn't really going, I didn't really understand his like, um, what's it called? His angle mm. with that. Yeah. So I was kind of, kind of confused. But WizKid, definitely. But I still absolutely love Burna Boy. Like, I've yeah. been to a couple of his shows. He's an amazing performer. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I've been listening to WizKid longer. Like, I'm not going to count. I started listening to Burna Boy when African Giant came out. Yeah, like, same. Like, I, I'd, I'd heard some stuff Around that is, but time. I wouldn't say I, I became a fan until African Giant. And that yeah. shit just, like, knocked my head off. I was like, yo, this is incredible. And, like, since then been tapped in um cuff it or heated is tough i mean cuff it is just like taking the world over it's it's amazing it, you know and this is like being in a place where women are and that song comes on they just like they just lose their minds and yeah. it's just amazing to see music that work that way but then heated's got like the afro beats element to it gonna, yeah um, like that that was the one for me when i first heard renaissance and I'm, I'm hoping i said this on an episode i'm hoping what we did with essence where we carried it from 2020 to summer 2021 yeah we do that with heated since renaissance came out towards the end of the summer yeah like, we got to carry that to summer gotta 2023. Bring it next, next summer for sure um selfies boomerangs i don't really take selfies or boomerangs unless i'm with my girl um <laughs> boomerangs are fun though like I, I i fuck with a good boomerang so i probably go boomerangs and yeah soul plane we talked about already soul plane yeah, is yeah. my shit so cool awesome nice warm-up uh let's jump into our chat unfortunately we have to start with a tough discussion um takeoff was recently tragically killed in houston um i'm a really really big migos fan uh it goes without saying and you know finding this out it was like 5 a.m and my girl texted me and we, we had just had a conversation about like 
finding things out through social media and social media has kind of given us these live updates mm-hmm. on things. So like you'll see people talking about things and everyone's trying to find information, find details and like false narratives are running all that. And, um, so she, she it's like 5am I'm up texting her. So I immediately go to the timeline, I mm-hmm. search and then I see, Oh shit, like takeoff was, was shot. And then he's like officially pronounced dead. Everyone's mm-hmm. waiting for the TMZ confirmation. Cause they're the ones to, confirm it and it it's just like it's it it, like for that to happen on the first day of november it was just like really really sucked really sucked i don't know it's just like you said i'm an avid migos fan too like i i tweeted that i feel like i was already heartbroken that they broke up yeah because i remember i would watch like one of their earlier breakfast club interviews and where they would say you know because the um i don't know if it was Charlemagne, whoever had asked them you know i see you guys are doing separate projects you mm-hmm. know because at the time i think offset had did a song by himself cable was doing a song by himself yeah like what's the future for the migos are you guys breaking up and they're like no nah, no like we're just going to continue making music and you know when you grow up when you see all of these groups to break up you're like you, you kind of kind of see like how people start to break up but mm-hmm. for them to like solidify like no we're just you know yeah. we respect each other and support each other so i was like oh this is like my group like these are people that i can really just depend on being together so when they broke up and it was just quavo and um take off that already broke my heart yeah it sucked you know what i'm saying it already sucked and i was like you know they're gonna they're gonna figure it out they're gonna figure it out and so i was actually at work when i found out Mm. Uh, you know scroll on my phone god forgive me you know it was downtime and (laughs) and, um like at first they're like oh quavo and takeoff got shot and then i was like what then you know then they're like oh he's dead i'm like what yeah. And then and then it was confirmed and like my whole like I'm still kind of shaken up about it cuz it's just he's just so out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And if there was going to be any one of them uh, out of the three of them that was going to bring the Migos back together, it was going to be him. Yeah. You know, when he did the um interview, I think it was like I don't know if it was Angie Martinez or whomever. Him and Quavo, where you know Quavo was kind of just adamant on the the whole loyal, oh, it's loyalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about coming back together, and he was yep. just like, you know, that's family, you know, it, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, dang, like him, yeah. like not to say it should be either one of them, but like it's yeah. like double heartbreak, you yeah. know. But yeah. ugh, it just sucks, it's, and then for it to be accidental just makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's really it's really tough. Um, He's just like college just wouldn't have been the same without Migos music. Like, and he always like he always did his thing. Like, you know, everyone had the conversations about who's the best, the blah best blah blah. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But a lot of people feel like Takeoff is the best, and he's mm-hmm. in, he he had a really strong case for it. And you know, when Offset was in jail, like Takeoff and Quavo held it down. But Takeoff was really was really like the mm-hmm. one, like one of the most talented within the group. Yeah. Um, and I think the most frustrating part is like. While we look to TMZ for the confirmation of things, them including pictures and videos in it is just like people don't people don't want to see that. Like no one wants you, to you see you got to give a trigger warning, you and know? then people resharing the videos on social media or people making up stories, and everyone wants to have conversations about oh dice games in the street and all that. It's like shut the fuck up and just mourn. Literally. Like why? Like why, why? Why do we always have to be social media detectives and investigators and judge and jury? Like someone died. Someone in there, someone lost a family member, Literally. a brother, a partner, uh, whatever. Like, we lost a, a, someone that we're a fan of. Mm-hmm. That's really all we should be talking about. So, you know, it, it, it just gets really nasty. And, you know, the, the, the blaming it on gangster rap and all that. It's like, I just, I don't, <sighs> go ahead, please. 
I just hate it because, like you said, I feel like a lot of the conversation... But the issue is, the reason why people are doing it is because everyone is looking to be an internet journalist yeah. or, like, an internet... You know, everyone's looking for that next hit tweet yeah. or, like, the most plugged-in person, right? And then it's the irony of it all because they will post the video and be like, oh, y'all are so fucked up for posting this. Mm-hmm. And then they'll post... The next post will be like... Damn, you know, everyone is looking for that shock factor and yeah. to be the first one to post it. Even the people that broke the news, I think it was like Say Cheese. Um, yeah. It was like a Say Cheese blog or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, why well, got it? So somebody commented like, yo, like, why are y'all? And you're like, why, why, what we got to lie for? Like, you know, why y'all waiting on TMZ? And it's like, why are you so pressed to be the first to break the news? Yeah. This is death. It's not, oh, someone went to jail. It's not, oh, someone, you know, the, the, Whatever other news that is not literal, literal death, mm-hmm. you know, and then the whole like thing about these narratives about, oh, it was over a dice game and like blaming it on gun violence. Now, like yesterday I was at a um, panel mm-hmm. and one of the panelists had brought up like, oh, you know, the, the question was, how do we preserve hip hop? Mm-hmm. And they brought up, you know, you know, we got to do something about this gun violence and like making sure people are not. And I'm like, you can't. No, mm-hmm. like, yes, there's an issue with gun violence, but that's not what is co- like. You can't put the blame on hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yep. saying? You cannot put the blame blame on hip hop. America yep. as a as a whole has a gun has problem. a gun problem. Yep. You know, there's kids like I, I feel like the conversation of guns is coming up when it comes to hip hop artists, mm-hmm. but when it comes to a police officer shooting down a black man unprovoked. Gun violence, it's like, huh? Gun, gun violence, huh? huh? Even our community is not talking about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're so desensitized, oh, another black man dead. Yeah. But when it comes to like something like this now, it becomes, no, I don't, I don't think that's okay. If you're going to stand on it, stand on it ten toes down and bring it up every single time something happens, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of like when like Grand Theft Auto was blamed for violence with, within kids or like TV shows or wrestling. Granted, mm-hmm. wrestling does make kids get violent, but like, it's just like no, because at the end of the day, watching something doesn't mean you're going to do it. You make the choice to do it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, as more details come out, you know, we'll be able to figure out exactly what happened. What happened but like, yeah. I think y- there's so much value in knowing when to shut up, people. And I think we really need to like I remember can't. that because mm-hmm. think about if it was your family member. Think about if you found out a family member died from an article, and like you didn't get a call. And then you see people on social media sharing videos of it and making up stories and blaming your your uncle or blaming people like the people who are blaming Quavo or like asking Quavo an offset for a statement. Like, well, would you be quick to make a statement when your family member dies? Like it, it just it really doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, you know, as far as like where the group goes, like I, I want them to take as much time as possible yeah, to, to heal um and process this it's very difficult losing a family member oh my goodness and yeah. i'm i'm in no rush to hear new music or, or anything or, or see a social media post like I, I just want them to be okay because i think sorry to cut Go ahead. you no, off please. but speaking on that new music situation what really sucks about artists is that they don't get the opportunity to mourn when megan the stallion's mom died she was she thought she had to continue mm-hmm. when the baby's dad died he was taught that he had to continue yeah. when kanye's mom died he was taught that he had to continue and then you see later on these artists because they never got to grieve and because they never got to mourn and because nobody ever gave them the space to do so they're having problems later down the line yeah. 
And now everyone's pointing fingers at them like, oh, you're problematic or, oh, you're this or, oh, you're that or you're, you're, you're complaining and you're blessed, though. But you never gave them the space to grieve and be human. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's unhealthy. It's an unhealthy expectation for you to think that these artists are not human beings, yeah. you know, and that they don't grieve. So I have people that lost their parent back in high school that are still, you know, and there's a grief. Grief is different for every person, but exactly. it's even harder when you're in the limelight and you're never given that, you know, pause. We have bereavement in regular jobs. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there a space for bereavement in the music industry, we're not freaking cash cows, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, yeah, no, 100%. It's, uh, it's uh, terrible. So uh, I just want to send my condolences to Absolutely. fans who are dealing with this. Of course, you know, the family, Quavo Offset, the, their whole family, everyone, because it, it just sucks. It's like we, we've we lost so many people over the years, and as we're processing it, we then have to process another death. So we can't even cope with the one death that really bothered us. Like, I'm still getting yeah. over Pop Smoke. I'm still getting over DMX. Like, yeah. Even PMB rock, Nipsey like PMB, oh, like, and it, it just it just gets really nasty. So let's yeah. let's really remember our humanity, but also the humanity of people whose content we consume. Absolutely. Um, to transition, uh, Taylor Swift made history on Billboard, taking all ten spots in the Hot 100. Uh, the last time anyone came close to this, uh, Drake got nine spots in the Hot 100. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I didn't listen to Midnight's. I've heard good things about it. Maybe I'll check it out and give you a review. But, I mean, that's a that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, and she's worked herself to that point. I mean, I remember she was popping when I was in high school. She's been doing this for a really long yeah. time and did, like, what, a million first week? Like, that's that's insane. So, um, you know, definitely got to give credit where it's due. Absolutely. Um, because it, we don't have too many superstars these days. Like. <laughs> Like, we, we, we don't have too many, like, uh, event artists these days. Taylor dro- Dropping was an event for who it was an event for. Adele, mm-hmm. Drake, like, very, very, very few. So mm-hmm. seeing people be able to put numbers up like this, it's like, okay, you know, at least, like, there's there's someone who's still eating to an extent. Yeah. Um, let's get into new music, though. A lot of, a lot of new music to talk about. I want to start with Rihanna. Rihanna finally... Came back outside. It, yeah. it, it has been. It has been. Maybe stand up. Yeah. It is. It has been a long time. We got her last album was uh, a. Is, is it anti or anti? I mean, me and my anti. girl were talking about it's anti. Okay. Yeah. Me and my girl were talking about is it anti or anti? I've been saying <laughs> anti for years. She was like, I think it's anti. I was like, Yeah. All right. Let's go anti. So we got anti <laughs> in 2016. She did Lemon with Pharrell in like 2017. Mm-hmm. She was on Party Next Door's album, Believe It. Uh, well, that was 2020, but mm-hmm. we really haven't heard from Rihanna. She's, you know, Fenty, mom, you know, ASAP Rocky doing her thing. But mm-hmm. we finally heard Rihanna singing on a song by herself, Lift Me Up, uh, the lead single from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. How'd you feel about Lift Me Up? I love it. Mm. But, I mean, I feel like I love whatever whatever she sells me, I buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But I did really genuinely love it. I feel mm-hmm. like everyone, a lot of the critique behind it is like, oh, they were expecting, like, I don't know, another Ponda replay, which is so <laughs> ridiculous. Because even if you, I feel like Lift Me Up sounds a lot like um, James Joy. Not, it doesn't sound a lot like that, but it, it's James Joy on Anti, yeah. where she, like, that raw, like, Rihanna, like, Ballad, you yeah. know, that, that vibrato and everything. Mm-hmm. It just... So it was kind of nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking, are y'all forgetting yeah. like what Rihanna's artistry is? Because a lot of the mm-hmm. times people forget that like prior to Anti, it was just kind of like whatever writing camp kind of 
put Rihanna on. Yeah. And I think this song was perfect for her. And I thought I thought it made even more sense that Rem, uh, said Rem, Thames uh, co-wrote it because yeah. they both have that, you know, obviously she's heavily inspired by Rihanna. So they mm-hmm. both have that like sound. Um, and yeah, I love it. Yeah. She, she sounds good. She improved a lot vocally. Yes. I mean, that's, that's always been a big critique of Rihanna's. Mm-hmm. Like, I've enjoyed the music regardless, but, you know, like, you think about songs like Higher or Love on the Brain from Anti, mm-hmm. Anti it's like, I see what you did. You tried. Like, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. But you, you, you could improve. And yeah. she improved a lot. Like, she sounded really good here. Um, and once I saw it was from the Black Panther soundtrack, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not expecting work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting, you know, any anything like that. And and it, it did expose that, like, right. y'all may not be as familiar with her catalog as <laughs> as you should be because ballads are nothing new for Rihanna. You know? Um, but it sounded good. I, I liked it. I mean, is it something I'm going to keep in my regular rotation? Probably not. But, yeah. but when I hear it on Black Panther, it's, it's going to hit. So, yeah, it's um, you know, definitely yeah. looking forward to that. Um, another queen... We can be talking about a couple queens, but uh, (laughs) SZA dropped shirt. Oh, my God. That music fucking video, first of all. (sighs) What? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the, like, I honestly didn't know what the, like, you know, what, I I, I couldn't follow the story. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very, you know, different, but... It was sick. Mm-hmm. It was so sick. Like, I guess everyone's been waiting for the song for so long anyway. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I feel like you guys keep saying you're waiting for SZA songs. Like, you don't just play, like, your recorded version over and over again. Okay, right. now it's on <laughs> now it's on Spotify. Woo! Yeah. You know, but you've been, you know, bumping to the song for this long anyway. But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love that she chose um, Lakeith Stanfield. It reminds me of the movie that he was in. You know, the one where he turns into a horse. Ugh. I don't. I don't remember, but it's like some indie (laughs) film that Mm. he was um, in. So I think the casting and everything, the creative direction, and of course her just being an amazing artist in general was just great. Yeah, I I really enjoy the song. Like I I don't really just not much to say about something that's just that great. Like the production was great. Um, Vocally, she's getting better too. Um, I I love the pocket she gets in. Like she kind of does that. Like. She, she doesn't rap, but she's kind of got, like, rap flows, and she's singing. It's the way like, that she writes. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I tweeted this when the song dropped. Like, in terms of, like, modern women R&B, like, SZA's kind of like The Undertaker. Like, yeah. she don't drop a lot, but when she does, she reminds people, like, I run this shit. Yeah. Like, since, since Control <laughs> dropped, I run this shit. I could yep. drop one song a year, but people are going. People are waiting for me. Absolutely. When I pop out, ev- everyone cares. So, yeah, I could drop an album every year, be on a bunch of features, all that. But when I drop, like, it's it's my time, and I'm yeah. commanding the attention. So, with Hit Different, Good Days, I Hate You, Shirt, I'm really looking forward to her album. Um, I think it's coming this year. Yeah. Um, so, I, I can't wait for it because... I've loved everything that she's done since then, um, since yeah. Hit Different. Like, this whole run of singles has been... Hit Different was amazing, too. Yeah, yeah. Good Days is probably my favorite. I love... I hate you, though. Like, honestly, it's she's like... Just she's good. She's cooking. <laughs> she's, she's cooking. Just good. And a lot of these songs are old as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you to, like, just knowing that she's just been evolving since all of these songs were in conception or yeah. since they recorded, I cannot wait to hear what that album is going to sound like. Yeah. I think it's going to have a lot of good... Uh, Good albums, not albums, good anthems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this next one is for my Munch Militia. Ice Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Munch Militia is crazy. Munch Militia. <laughs> Ted Hutt. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Bikini Bottom. Ice Spice dropped Bikini Bottom and... I mean, there's really not much to say. She, she's here. Like, if you if you were to look at the Mount Rushmore of New York artists, it's Jay-Z, it's Biggie, it is Nas, 
and then it's Ice Spice. Okay. Like, yeah, that's, that's just what it is. Munch. Absolutely. No clarity. Bikini bottom. She, she's three for three. That's that's, 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 that's the Lakers three-peating in the early 2000s. <laughs> like, Ice Spice is here. There's nothing, there's nothing to say. Like Nah, facts. Bikini bottom was lit. It's it's a great song. She's great. Like, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy her. She's getting that weird hate when, like, you're a new act who pops. But they always, you know. And it's so weird. Like, she's, her personality, like, her aesthetic, like, she's obviously attractive. She makes mm-hmm. good music. I think she raps well. Like, she could use some refinement for sure, but yeah. she's going to get that. Like, there are people invested in her. and like Exactly. So I, I really enjoy Bikini Bottom. Obviously, the the, the sample <laughs> from SpongeBob. And right. just, like, she, she also does a good job, like, switching her flows. Like, her delivery is just very, like... In, like it's, I, I love the conviction. Like you, yeah. you really believe everything that she says. So absolutely, I just feel like the, I feel like in the beginning, um, it's one of those things where, it's the weird. I feel like the weird hate came from obviously when there's something new, there's always gonna be that backlash. Yeah. Um, and especially when you don't understand it, mm-hmm. and I think something that really just got people something to hold on to was that we both from the box. So I know, I know you dirty. That's funny. As hell. I think that that <laughs> clip. Really gave people something to ride on. Because, mm. like, I remember hearing that clip and I'm like, girl, why would you say that? <laughs> like, but, no, after hearing Bikini Bottom, I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's dope. So I'm, I can't wait to hear more from her. I, I, it, it'll probably be some time before she drops a project. Drops a full project, But yeah. that's that's really gonna what's going to decide, like, you know, is, is she here? Like, and I, I don't know. I, 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 th- yeah. I think I'm going to enjoy it. So. I mean, she's been working for a long time, too. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this is not a – it's not an overnight thing. It seems – overnight to people mm-hmm. who are just figured out about her but she's been grinding for over a year so yeah um bikini bottom i love it shout out to militia <laughs> um no worries featuring her where i go some soulful soulful r&b type stuff mm-hmm. anderson pack thought he sounded great her yeah. she sounded great I haven't heard from her in a little while ever since she dropped her album i know she was on yeah. chris brown's album um but i haven't she heard from her a lot of like much. features mm-hmm. unexpected features yeah um so I guess I feel like you hear her in sprinkles a lot of the yeah. times, but I think that's just how she moves in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was firing at a really high clip, like from like her first EP in 2016 mm-hmm. to her her album 2021. Like she really didn't take any breaks. So yeah, um, it's good for her to take a break, especially like Nick and I talked about it last season. We weren't big fans of um, Back of My Mind, her her, her debut album, even though mm-hmm. she's been dropping products <laughs> for years. Um, so. I, it's good that she took that break, and I think she and Anderson sound great together. I didn't realize they hadn't collaborated until this, this song. song yeah. um, but they sound amazing together, of course. I mean, it's two two like super talented people. Like the, beyond being good singers, they're musicians. They're like musicians. I was just about to like, say, yeah, they're they, like musicians. They really study the game, so yeah. like them coming together is not no bullshit. Like they're, they're really paying attention to detail and like mm-hmm. meshing. So I thought uh, where I go was. Fantastic. Yeah. I really liked it. Good to hear from her. Always good to hear from Pac. Um, lastly. Major, major drop. Drake 21 Savage, her loss. 16 record collaborative project. Soul feature, uh, Travis Scott. It was originally supposed to come out uh, last, last week. This pushback. Um, and then they had the really fun rollout. I got duped by the tiny desk. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yo, these niggas really? doing a, these niggas doing a tiny desk. Oh shit! No, I'm not gonna like, lie. I did too. I yeah. can't even lie. I can't yeah. even front. I definitely got duped. I uh, thought yeah. the rollout was sick. though. Oh, it was funny as hell. It was it was like spoofing a traditional rollout and what all yeah. these other artists have to do. Like I thought, it, and you know, Drake's funny. Like Drake loves doing shit like mm-hmm. that. So I, I thought it was really well executed. That the Vogue magazine, the Howard Stern shit. Um, so I, I thought that was fantastic. But the music itself, man. He's him. Like he's yeah. Drake is him. Like Drake is always gonna be him though. I feel like 
And then 21 Savage, like, people really sleep on 21 for real. Yeah. Like, yeah. 21 has always been that guy. Yeah. Like, I, 21's one of my favorite, like, all-time favorite rappers. He's dope. So, yeah, Drake Drake is always going to be Drake, but, like, mm-hmm. 21 slides all the time. And I think it's, I think this was really, I'm glad that he was able to collaborate with Drake because mm-hmm. then more people can really pay attention to, like, 21 being, like, the, being able to control a pop quote-unquote pop rap crowd as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think 21 is... This iteration of him is the best that he's been since I've been listening to him in 2016. I think yeah. he can still get better, and he will get better because mm-hmm. he's got people around him that encourage him to get better. Future, mm-hmm. Drake, um, you know, all the artists he works with, Cole, yeah. he's a good relationship with Cole. But I think this project, with Drake taking lead, allowed... 21 to try different things different things like you know the melodies and the crooning and all that stuff and like he's done it before but i think working with drake and the producers and, yeah and 40 mixing and noel and all them like it sounds really polished mm-hmm. for 21 which is great um drake is obviously rapping at a really high level um he, he had like four solo songs for himself and then mm-hmm. I, what i loved one of the things i loved the most is when the track list came out and we saw 3AM in Glenwood, we assumed it was going to be a Drake timestamp record. Mm-hmm. Him letting 21 do that essentially was like him giving the keys to 21. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like, you're you're next up and, you know, I, I want to see what you can do with this. And, like, he even, like, it was almost like him paying homage to Drake as well. Like, mm-hmm. the way he was rapping, the beat. Like, it, it sounds like a typical Drake, you know, like, Drake rap, backpack rappy type record. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he really did his thing there. Um, I would say my favorite songs are Spin About You, um... Uh, major distribution and Circo Loco. Circo Loco, we're gonna get into uh, extended Patreon discussion uh, with Six. So if you are not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to that. We're only talking about the music here. <laughs> if you want to hear about all the controversy, we will get into that. Yeah. Um, but I thought, especially sampling Daft Punk one more time on Circo Loco, and Drake. I was just yeah, I was just talking to Claw about that because Claw was like, "Oh, it's gonna go crazy in mm-hmm. Greece," and I'm like, "Yeah, because yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it's going to go crazy with, with, go the, crazy. with the white people. It's going to go crazy you everywhere. Know? Like that's that's outside music. They made outside music. They made crooning stuff. Hours in silence. Spin about you. Treacherous twin. Like, mm-hmm. and then they gave you like the hard gritty raps. Drake was like really talking his shit too. Like, yeah, throwing subs at Serena's husband. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know what was. I guess that's the whole point of the freaking project. Is it's called her loss. It was a very golly. toxic. It, it was a very very toxic project, and I mean, you know, he's really embracing the. Villain role that villain has, era. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> he, he gave up the soft life. Now he's in his villain era. But um, I feel like he's been a soft villain this whole time, though. For sure. I mean, he's he's been pushed to be that. Like you think about Scorpion before that when he had to drop Duppy Freestyle, the mm-hmm. whole Pushier stuff, 2015 with the Meek stuff. Like mm-hmm. when when the villain gets when the demon gets brought out, he's he's gonna bring he's it there. out. And yeah. this project, he had a lot of shit to say, especially mm-hmm. I think after honestly, never mind dropped. And people responded to that negatively because they they want Drake to take risks, then he takes a risk. They're like, "Oh no, but don't do it that way." And it's, it's I just hated weird. that feedback, though. Yeah, like it, it, it was lame. That's good music, like objectively mm-hmm. good music. And so I think um, with this, and it was so genius them putting Jimmy Cooks on that project because when I heard it, I was like, "Okay, Drake is putting a rap track on here because he probably knows like they don't He's want like, yeah, house music, fucking... like you know, g- g- give them one rap song." Blame me. <laughs> and then you think about that, them putting the video out and then promoting her loss through the Jimmy Cooks video coming mm-hmm. out like four months later. It's like, oh, I see what y'all did. It was, yeah, yeah. It was genius. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I really enjoy her loss. I think uh, Drake did his thing. I think 21 did his thing. I know people are complaining that they 
would have wanted more 21 here. I think that he did like a really good job fitting into where he was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my boy Cam posted a meme like uh, Steph, and, Steph Curry and Draymond Green mm-hmm. saying 21 is Draymond Green. And people were taking offense to it. It's like Draymond Green brings the best out of Steph Curry. Yeah. And if you look at Drake and 21's previous, previous collaborations, sneaking Mr. Right Now, Knife Talk, Jimmy Cooks, like mm-hmm. they perform well together. Mm-hmm. But it's usually Drake taking the lead. Or, yeah, aside yeah. from Knife Talk. I think 21 shine there. Mm-hmm. But like. They, they work really well together. So I'm really enjoying this project. I've been listening to it nonstop. Um, it's going to make me adjust my top 10 list, which I already made. I was like, I don't know if anything is going to come out this year that's going to change my list. My list is pretty solid already. Okay. But, but the, the way this is sounding, I, I think I'm going to have to get it get it on there. Okay. So, we'll, so we'll see how, how I have to shuffle that around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is our chat. So let's jump into the slide deck. We can put our headphones on. Okay. And let's hear what Frank Ocean got to say. Frank Ocean? Mm-hmm. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. All right, let's jump into our slide deck. Six, what did you bring for us to play? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I wrote my song Disrespectful. It's probably one of my favorite songs on the project. It's actually one of the most... Recent songs I wrote, a lot of the songs are like two years old, one year old. Um, but I felt like after I wrote the intro, I felt like I needed something to like really punch because the intro is pretty like heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I needed something to punch people in the guts for mm-hmm. real and like really just talk my shit because sometimes as women, like we be dating some dusty, I'm an Aquarius, mm-hmm. so like. I give people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. not because, like, I'm nice and a pushover, but just because, like, that's just my nature. But then some people just push and push and push and push, and then it's just like, okay, now I'm just going to be really rude, disrespectful, and I'm going to say all of the stuff that, like, everybody else is thinking that, but nobody wants to say. But, okay. yeah, definitely inspired by a lot of... um yeah, a lot of ancient Instagram flexors. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Let's jump into it. How come everything you touch becomes so unsuccessful? Why the bitches that you fuck be so experimental? And when you pay for her life, but why you ain't pay for dental? Why the whips and all your pics be someone else's rental? How come hotel breakfast only way you continental? Why the hairs on your AP be popping off the bezel? And tell me why my essay from Sephiroth and your name on the schedule? I swear these niggas mental. They mommies be too gentle. How you raise a fraud for 30 years, you must be stressful. His pop's probably a bum, and then I know that shit ain't helpful. Them broke was probably raising your cholesterol, please be careful. If you ever get your shit together, better give me credit. And if your bitch got shit to say about me, you better dead it. I've been raising dogs so long, you probably thought I was a breeder, but baby, no more bottom feeders, kept in the buns in this two-seater. Hello, yes, it's six, the baddest bitch at your service. Now for leaving goosebumps on your niggas epidermis. BS on the side, I still be making niggas nervous. Hospital let me go, cause I be breaking hearts on purpose, and I swear that shit was worth it. Them bitches had me wild like some city girls at circuit. They still wiping ass while I be making bitches twerking. Need a bigger back if in my back and in a burkin'. Yeah, bitch, I'm that rich, and I know you bitches hurting. Doing it and doing it well. That's why you losing it, delusional and hating yourself. It might have took a lot of L's just to pop my shit, but la 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 la, I'm rich, bitch. Doing it and doing it and doing it well, and I'm influencing your music, everybody can tell. It might have took a lot of L's just to pop my shit, but la 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 la, I'm rich, bitch. Mm. <laughs> that song brought out, brought out the munch in me. <laughs> Disrespectful brings out the munch in me. I saw when when Shayun posted the project and was asking people what their favorite song was. It was a lot of disrespectful. Yeah, a lot of people really resonated with it. Yeah, yeah. So I 
Love it. Love Thank it. You Thank you so for sharing much. that. Who, who produced that? Uh, I wouldn't even know. I get all of my boots, uh, beats from BeatStars. Oh, gotcha. It's probably uh, someone, one of these young producers that all puts right. their stuff on there. Right. I will, I'll check the credits. We'll, 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 we'll notify you all of who produced that. Exactly. But disrespectful. Not to be disrespectful. Aha. You <laughs> 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 was looking for the dad joke. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, so this next one is actually an artist submission that we got. It's an artist by the name of Nadine L. Ruby. And this song is called Gravity, and it is produced by Ahmed Kubara. So let's jump into Gravity. Gravity by Nadine L. Ruby, an artist submission. So thank you for submitting that, Nadine. Really enjoy that record. Beautiful voice. Love the movement of the song, the production. The You really lull us in and then hit us with something like, it's kind of almost like a chaotic feel to it. Like I feel yeah. like it's like a life or death type of thing. I, I love songs like that. Get me, get me invested. Man, make my skin crawl. Make the <laughs> hair raise on my arm. So really enjoyed that. Um, of course, if you want to hear... Those songs, um, aside from checking out Outside too, if you want to hear the slides, check out the Slide Deck playlist on all platforms and uh, artists, as you see. We're playing submissions, so if you want to submit us something to us, hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio, DM us at StayBusyPod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or you can email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. We can move our headphones now. And before we get into, before we get into our interview with our guest, we have mm-hmm. a fun game to play called Say It Six. Mm, oh. mm. You should be nervous. 
You should be nervous. We're going to ask I you am your, nervous. your deepest, darkest secrets. So, oh, goodness. I am going to set a timer for a minute and six seconds. So you have 66 seconds. What you need to do is I'm going to give you the definition of a six-letter word, and you have to guess the word correctly. You need six points to win. Are you ready? I'm going to suck at this. I'm just going to tell you guys right now. Okay. I believe in you. Okay. Ready? Let's go. A type of fab uh, material. Uh, 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 cotton? No. Fuck. Um, silk? No, that's no. not six letters. This is, this is a general word. Oh. A type of material. Type of material? Mm-hmm. Fabric? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, things that your parents want you to establish. Things my parents want me a career? No, that's not six letters. I'll give you a different one. Uh, something that you do often. Work? No. I bite my tongue. It's a bad habit. Head. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> a skewered meat dish that has Middle Eastern origins. A bop. Yeah. All right. You got three points right now. A small piece of paper, fabric, plastic, or similar material attached to an object and giving information about it. Flyer. What? Huh. <laughs> These are things that uh, artists get signed to. Contracts. <laughs> Label. Wait, there you go. Um, and so we got, we got, what else we got? A large, long-tailed parrot with brightly colored plumage native to Central and South America. Peacock? <laughs> what? He- A bird? No. You want to skip it? Yeah. All right. It's like heads up. I suck at that game. Um, the next one is a Mexican dish with fried tortilla chips, cheese, nachos. and other toppings. Yeah, there you go. Cool. You win. I like me some Good nachos. Job. So. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> six got six points, and she has won the game. Say it's six. Congratulations to you. Um, we'll get you a, a medal or something. <laughs> How about you give me dinner? Uh, okay. <laughs> we can work that out. I'll cash happy. Um, let's jump into it. So your background is crazy. Born and raised in the UK, mm-hmm. Nigerian. Mm-hmm. You've spent time in New York and Atlanta. Yes. And currently live in LA. So yeah. let's talk about being born in the UK, being Nigerian. Mm-hmm. What was your experience like, your household? What was Young Six doing? Uh, young Six was spending a lot of time trying to figure out who she was. Um, growing up in the UK, I, most of my family's from Northwest London, Collingdale, Edgware area. So all of us lived like a couple houses down from each other. So I'm very, very heavily family oriented. Like all of my cousins, I'm the old, second oldest of like 13 or so grandkids on my mother's side. Um, so I was really, you know, close with my family. A lot of my uncles are, they're not close in age with me, but like my mom is one of the older siblings. So it was just cool to kind of grow up in that space, spent a lot of time doing delinquent stuff, hiking up my scared <laughs> fat ties, being on the bus, being loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much my time in the UK was just trying to, even though I was from there, I was also trying to fit in because I did spend some time in Nigeria. And mm-hmm. at the time I did spend some time in Atlanta. I've always just been trying to fit in as much as possible. Um, being in Nigeria, I grew up in Lagos for the first three or four years of my life. Mm-hmm. I was born in London, but uh, my mom had me in Lagos for, like, preschool. and mm, Okay. Yeah. So my mom also had a store in, like, Alade Market. So I used to be one of those running little rats of the market. <laughs> like, <laughs> that a lot of, like, the women in the different shops and everyone, like, knew me. Um, so I guess I would explain my childhood to be, like, multi-dynamic because I never yep. really understood 
Like when I would talk to other people and I would bring a certain reference up, they wouldn't understand what I was saying. So I, it wasn't, you know, as a kid, you don't understand the idea of being from different places. So that was something that was a challenge for me growing up because I didn't understand that every place had its different culture. Yeah. But like obviously in retrospect, it's helped, you know, with how I identify myself now. Absolutely. And do you have siblings? Yeah, on my dad's side. Nice. But they're my to me, they're my full siblings. Gotcha. Um, I have like nine, oh, wow. <laughs> nine siblings <laughs> on my dad's side. Family dinner. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> dubbed smack in the middle too. So, oh, wow. yeah. And are any of them, do any of them do music or was it, it was just yeah. you? Just wow. Like my older sister's just lawyers. Like well, okay. My brother's an engineer. <laughs> like everyone is brainiacs. I'm also a brainiac, by the way. Of course. But of course, like I'm the one that deviates and is like, I'm going to do music. I, my younger brother actually dances. Mm. Um, so I guess we're both deviants. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, rap was definitely not something people saw in the cars for me. I was supposed to become the doctor of the family, mm. but that didn't necessarily happen. But I think my dad is pretty still pleased with mm -hmm. um, me pursuing music. Good. Well, yeah. When did you move to the U.S.? I moved to the U.S. permanently when I was 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And there, uh, where'd you move to? Was it New York or Atlanta? I was in Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Atlanta, um, you know, in my adolescent years. I went to, I spent some time in elementary schools too, in like inner cities, because my mom was a foreign exchange teacher. Mm -hmm. She would like spot here and there. Um, but I spent most of my time growing up in Atlanta during my high school years. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those are more so the formative years of an individual. Um, Growing up in Atlanta was great. Yeah. Great like, there's area. no other place like Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's, like, the one city in the... Like, I feel like a lot of cities can be similar within America. But, like, Atlanta's just, like, that one city that you're just not... You're not going to find another city like it. So, mm -hmm. very unique experience. And where'd you go to college? I went to college at Pace, Pace in New nice. York. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. cool. And did you... Where were you pre-med? Initially. Funny story, <laughs> um... I initially enrolled in Pace as a pre-med student, mm -hmm. right? And I was so ready. And, like, because the pre-med students stay in the city, like, right by the Brooklyn Bridge. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have an apartment in the city. The only reason why I wanted to come to New York because I thought I was going to be the black Carrie Bradshaw because mm -hmm. I love sex in the city. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, uh. And then my mom was like, no, you need to be a nurse first. And I'm like, whatever. I, I got my house in da-da-da. Then she ends up calling. At this point, I'm 18, so technically they can't, you know, do anything to your college admissions because I'm an adult now. Yeah. But she ends up calling admissions and pretends to be me and changes my major to nursing. Wow. I swear. Wow. I tell this story all the time. <laughs> she changes my major because at first she called as a parent and they said, you can't do that because she's 18. And then mm -hmm. she calls back, pretends to be me, changes my major to nursing. But the thing is, not only... It would have been one thing if I could have still been in the city, but at Pace, nursing is in Westchester. Oh, Jesus. So I'm like, I don't find out until much later. And then the admissions get, so I call admissions like, oh, why isn't my housing in the city? And they're like, oh, because you changed your major. So then it gets to a point where we're calling admissions and like arguing back and forth. And they're like, look, you guys sort that out over there mm -hmm. and figure it out. And, you know, I ended up just... In the end, it was a smart decision because obviously nurses, hello, pandemic, pandemic babes. Yeah. Um, we've, <laughs> even though it's been a traumatizing experience, we've been able to come up a lot too. So, yeah, but that was my, that, that was my little uh, pace, pace spiel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you, um, were you making music in college? Like when did, when did that, 
get started? Oh, God. So senior year, I was an RA, and um, I randomly wrote, which is now Buckhead Freestyle. So I randomly wrote like all of these bars. It started off with like obviously he called me mommy when we fucking in the crib, right? Which is crazy because everybody that knew me in college was just like I was just like Oro, like very you know Oro the RA, <laughs> Oro the nursing student. Like why would I say something like that? Yeah. So I um, found that song. I found I wrote that song without a beat, and then I was like I need a beat. I found a, one of my high school friends. I knew he was the only producer I knew. I didn't even know what producers were. Mm. Um. And I grabbed one of his beats off of SoundCloud. He made me pay $75 for it. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then I did that. And I didn't know the idea of, like, r- recording in a studio. Or, yeah. But there was this guy on my campus. You know, every campus has the campus artist. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know that. Yep. Like, every yep. campus has the campus artist. Yep. And um, shout out to him, DJ. <laughs> he was the campus artist. And I remember texting him, like, Yo, because I thought he had a studio in his room. Because, again, I didn't know, like, how studios worked, right? I'm like, yo, like, we got to record. And, da, 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 da. and you know how people hit, hit you with the, yeah, 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 And then they never get back to you again. Yeah. So after that, like, buying that $75 beat and, like, him not responding, I just kind of deaded the idea. But um, that was kind of, like, my situation in college. And it wasn't until, like, maybe, like, a year, because I graduated 2018. Right. It was a full year after that that I got into the studio for the first time. Yeah. It's uh, it's nerve-wracking. I've... I've... I used to rap with my cousins back in the day, like fun stuff. And then everybody I, has yeah, their little you know, stint, like, you know what I'm saying? We'll the try freestyles, it out. We'll try yeah. It out. But like getting into the booth and just like you know, it's 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 nerve wracking. It's it's just because hearing yourself and and then listening back and you never know what you sound like until you hear that shit back for real. Yeah, and then it's like, do I memorize a verse? Do I read off the phone? You try to read off the phone, you mess up. You try to memorize it, you forget bars. Like it's just like it's 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 very very nerve wracking. But yeah. obviously, I didn't take it as seriously. But mm-hmm. for you, like. Well, what was that process like getting comfortable with it to the point where like you kind of just owned it the way you do on a song like Disrespectful? Right. Like, okay, so I tell everyone this story over and over again. It's like being a dead horse. But Trap Karaoke, mm. they need to start paying me for this promo, child, because every <laughs> single time I bring this story up. But um, Trap Karaoke happened in Queens. AT&T was paying for it because um, AT&T sponsored the event at the time. So it was free for everyone in New York City. Yeah. So I go there and I get there really early because me and my roommates didn't realize things were on CP time. Um, so we're there super early, which means that I was able to put my name on the list to be one of the people to go up. Mm-hmm. So the time goes, time goes for me to come up. I look like a bum. I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't, but I didn't even care. Cause I was just like, fuck it. Like what it, it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. I did city girls take your man. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I touched the stage and that, that dun, 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 came on, it was like vibrations all over my body. Yeah. Like I, I completely turned into somebody else. I was Carisha <laughs> 2.0. Okay. Like you can tell me that I was in city girls number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole crowd kind of just erupted and engaged with me. And that that high of feeling, like, performing, even though it wasn't my song, it felt like it was. Right. And so when I left off of that stage, the first thing I did was text one of my producer friends. Like, yo, I want to rap for real. Because mm. this is, this is, this felt really, really good. He yeah. came over to my house um, in Queens. He brought his friend Alpha, the illusion name Alpha, shout out to him. Um, and they're both, you know, they're both heavily into music. They've been like into the whole New York City game for a while. Right. And so I play them that song that I wrote in college, um, because we we're going through beats on Beat Stars and they put a beat on it, and that's you know, we found the Buckhead Freestyle beat. Yeah. And they were like, Yo, this is crazy, like, you know, no, no, no. And when I got in the booth, in as much as the first take, I was nervous, right? But then once 
I shout out to my engineer. I know I'm giving a whole bunch of shout outs, but they really are <laughs> like the they really helped yeah, me. Really um did. my engineer Mata, he all he did was give me like two notes and after that it was history. Yeah. Like I it was instant for me. It, I knew I had to do it. It yeah. it just felt like everything that I had always been I struggled as a kid to find what my passion was because mm-hmm. I was just I would just pick things up, you know, like kids would just pick up different hobbies and whatever. But this was like the one thing that I could encompass everything into, and I was the most confident doing it. So mm-hmm. I felt like, you know what, fuck it, like I'm just gonna chase it and see what happens. I also did it to prove my Instagram followers wrong because I put a poll up on Instagram and I said, "Yo, should I rap?" And 49 percent people said no. Oof. So, oof, Pro- proving the people wrong who doubted you. Oh, that it's, battery it's, in your oh, back, man. It's, it's great. It's Ooh. great because it's like you know you don't want to put that negative gas in your body where it's like I'm doing this to prove people wrong, but it's sometimes just... you gotta say fuck you to them. You do because like they, they deserve it. Like how how dare you not see the vision? But you know, everyone can't see your vision, and that's exactly. that's their loss. Because look at you now. Hello. The road to putting out Buckhead Freestyle. Because mm-hmm. that was you said you wrote that your senior year, so yeah. that that came out like two years, two years after a, a year. year after you graduated. Mm-hmm. Year after you graduated. What was that experience like? Like you know, you you performed. You were in the booth. You were kind of mm-hmm. like you know getting 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 yourself you know yeah. ready to be an artist, and then putting a song out. Like what what was that first? It was that fast debut as fuck. like yeah. It was so fast because. This is how it happened. I record the song end of November, like past Thanksgiving. It's like the end of November. I get the premix. I didn't understand shit about mixing and anything mm. like that. So I'm just hype off the premix. Then the people that put me in the studio, they're like, oh, you have to record like 40 songs before you put anything out. You have to have a proper rollout. You have to do this. You have to do that. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. This is coming out in two weeks. <laughs> I, put it, oh I put it on fucking, um, at the time, it wasn't DistroKid. It was the other one. TuneCore? TuneCore. Mm-hmm. I put it on TuneCore two days before it was supposed to release. They were like, you're supposed to do it three weeks. I was like, who cares? Um, <laughs> put it two days um, before that. And it came out, I think, December 17th. And then I was like, I'm going to do a music video. And I drove 12 hours to Atlanta, mm-hmm. paid um, one of paid someone $500 to shoot a video in like this Airbnb. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all don't know what this is. Like, I'm not waiting on anybody. This is going to happen. Because I had something to prove. And and that's literally how... It's just crazy how fast it was. Yeah. Because I didn't have the time to overthink about it. Because if I had listened to the people who were advising me at the time, I don't know if you would hear Six today. Mm. You know, because after that, I put out a Valentine's Day EP Mm -hmm. that I had recorded the week before that, mm. you know, because I just started pushing out music and pushing out music and pushing out music. And I'm thankful that Buckhead Freestyle happened that way because yeah. now I'm just not, you know, not afraid to let people know what I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. Your story is one of a, a, a go-getter, someone who, like, isn't letting the words or the the advice. And so many people think you're, they're giving you good advice. Oh. So many people think they know what's best for you. It's like, that might work for you. I, I'm me. And if I want to do this shit, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, and so I I I I love hearing that. Now, the, the team you're with, active shout mm-hmm. to active Quashun. We've had Uche Malik. We had Jock here. Like yeah. you know, his family. Um, being that you are that type of artist, and then working with uh, a team of people, like what's well, what's that transition been like for you? Kind of having to 
uh, take the advice or the inside of people. Ty, you can ask Qua. <laughs> Ooh, you can ask Qua Show, and they, I know they, I know I get on their nerves. <laughs> I, I know it. I know they got a yeah. separate group chat and they talk shit all day. <laughs> I know it because I don't, it's very hard for me to let go of control. And then it's also, I'm not the type of person, like you said, it worked for you yeah. or it worked for your other artists, but I'm not that. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm one of a kind. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very honest and blunt. I feel like I'm one of a kind. I think I feel like I'm that next superstar that people haven't seen in a very, very long time. Yeah. So when you're coming up to me with strategies that work for somebody else, I'm just going to look at you like, do okay. you not <laughs> do you not know what you're handling? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in our first meetings, we it was just a kind of a matter of, you know, I had to be I wasn't shy about it. I let them know, like a lot of people think that I'm a bitch mm. um, <laughs> and you know I hope you guys can handle it and Kwa and Sean really stepped up to the plate in that aspect of like not taking you know everything to heart and understanding that I'm going to have a hand in every single everything mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hand in it and and them being able to accept that has been helpful you know especially Kwa because we're both Aquariuses so mm. he can kind of tap into that understanding of like me kind of not only being a control freak, but also me being super creative and thinking outside of the box. But yeah, no, child, it's been hard. <laughs> Especially now that we work working with Orchard. Jesus. Yeah, shout like, out to, shout out to that. Shout out to Orchard. Shout yeah, out to Sony. Yeah. Uh. yeah, good people. Really good Next people. Next to the bread. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> God. Speaking no, of, but they're super dope. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, speaking of bread, $6, six tapes. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Oh, it's the best thing ever. And I know a lot of people are going to copy it, but you can't because it's literally $6. There you go. Um, but basically, what I started doing is, it's one of my marketing strategies that I came up with, is going on the ground and paying people. You know how like people come in the mall and they're like, yo, can you donate $5 mm-hmm. and I'll give you my mixtape? Mm-hmm. I figured I'd do a flip on that concept. And instead of having people pay for my mixtape or rather my album, mm-hmm. I would uh, pay them $6 to listen to a track from the album. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really great. A mm. lot of great feedback. A lot of people resonated with it. I'm actually going to continue the series. I was using Cash App. Cash App, if you're watching this, come partner with your girl. I sent y'all an email. Answer right back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was interesting seeing people's live reactions to my music. Like I know my music is good, but to see like you know live reactions felt so much better than a comment mm-hmm. or like. Or a repost, or because you can kind of, you know, you you get to see people's real, yeah, real response to um, your music. But yeah, a lot of people gave me the money back. Wow! So that was great. Shout out to that. Yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> I know me. You give me six, I'm keeping it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm, 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 I'm making bread now. Like. But I'm, I'm gonna keep the six though. Like you know what I'm saying, yeah, like, you gave it to me. I'm not gonna put a question mark with God. Put a period. Like Hello? you know what I'm saying. So. <laughs> nah, but it was, it's been a dope concept so far. We're actually going to do it tonight at Times Square. So we'll, okay. we'll see how the nice. New Yorkers, nice, you nice. know, LA people are a little more friendlier. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Um, I want to talk about Choosy. You know, mm. I've, I've written about it on, on Up Rocks. I love the music video. You did you like come up with the concept for yeah. the video? That was all you. Yeah, treatment. And I, I love that shit. Thank <laughs> you so I love that much. shit. Like, like what? 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 Ins- I I just thought it was such a clever, creative spin on the song because I I've, obviously I heard the song first, mm-hmm. kind of got a, a sense of what it was, and then seeing the videos is like this makes perfect fucking sense. <laughs> so, you get? Like, talk about your creative thought process in that. 
I feel like um, with all of my songs, when I write them, I already have a picture in mind mm. of like the full. Con- Even when I write, I don't just the concept all it has to match throughout the song. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just throwing random bars. It it all tells somewhat of a story or paints somewhat of a picture. With choosy. I felt like it just was perfect. Like, the concept was just there. It's like, we're talking about being picky. What other scenario does someone get to be picky? And it's in these dating game shows that we don't get to see. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the artists these days, I'm not going to say these days, but just in general, like, miss the mark when it comes to music videos. Because everyone is so concerned about, like, creating these cinematic or, like, or just looking cool. Or just looking yeah. cool. And it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, let it engage. Like, allow the person who's watching it engage with the song and what they're looking at. Yeah. You know, don't just throw something there because you got the budget to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I was really excited for that. I did not back down. Like, we went through so many production companies mm-hmm. that were like, your budget's not enough, your budget's not enough. Da, 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 da. You shot it out like, in L.A.? Yeah, we shot it out in L.A. Nice, nice. Um, and I was so headshot. Even the set. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just, why don't we just use curtains? I'm like, no, I have <laughs> to have the dating game set. <laughs> so that was super dope. Shout out to Eamon um, in LA mm-hmm. for that set design. And yeah, I, I, I wasn't budging, and I'm glad that it turned out the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Another little uh, Easter egg I like is the intro to Outside is Good Witch of the North. The intro to Outside 2 is Wicked Bitch of the South. Hello. I love that. I love that. Shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> talk, yeah. talk about those the, those two characters. Because I, I feel like each one of them give like something different. So, oh, man. The, the, the six sides of six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Good Witch of the North was like me pleading with people. Mm. Like, listen. I can be a rapper. <laughs> like, <laughs> even the beat choice. And I chose that beat on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because when I had first played people the songs on Outside, people were like, how are you going to tie this all together? Like, mm-hmm. does this even make sense? Like, are you like, are you going to have an intro? So it was like, not only am I going to have an intro, but I'm going to have an intro that's like real rap, like Jay-Z, New York, like mm. with the rain in the background. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like when a female rapper comes out, everybody's just like, and at the time, Everyone kept saying, all y'all talk about is stealing, you know, um, tricks and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do talk about that on the project. But I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, y'all not going to try to play me. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't rap for real. So, Mm -hmm. but then at the same time, I was pleading. Like, I was trying to prove myself on um, Good Witch of the the North. Mm -hmm. And that also played a lot from me being from Buckhead, which is North Atlanta. Um, And then Wicked Bitch of the South was like... Don't stop fucking playing with me. <laughs> like, yeah, you you guys got that good part. I'm being like good and like pleading with you. Yeah. I'm not pleading with you guys anymore. At this point, this is the years of me going through so many different um lab- record label scams that have come my way. ANRs BSing me, people telling me that I'm good but they don't want to invest. Mm-hmm. People giving me just just a whole bunch of BS. Yeah. You know? And I felt like this was the song where I was just like, no, like, F all y'all. This is who I am. If this is who this is what my sound is. Fuck your advice. Fuck the direction you wanted me to go in. Like, you know, for lack of a better term, suck my dick. Like, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah, that's definitely the two two different characters. I hope to keep playing up on that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't notice that. In the, it's obviously a O to Oz yeah. um, 
uh, yeah. So in the first, is you have a lot of those references in that first one. Yeah. And um, in this one, it was just like, okay, this is the end of the movie, but it's 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 the outtakes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the outside just means so many things. Obviously, it's like outside, and it's like yo, yeah. we outside, and like yeah. stuff like that. Like, well, what does that mean to you? And it's two part question. And then mm-hmm. can, making a series out of that. Like, yeah. what's what's the narrative going from outside to outside two? Two, um, outside one was at a time. It was actually, uh, I didn't have a lot of foresight with that one. I just mm-hmm. thought, you know, we were in the middle of a pandemic, and I thought we were going to be out by the time I released it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I named it Outside. And right. I thought, you know, this is perfect because it fits every region's version of what Outside feels like. Um, but then by Outside 2, I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. that. Like understanding that, yeah, this is different versions and whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But just like understanding that global platform of hip-hop. yeah, Like not just oh, this is just a teaser of these genres, but, like, understanding how all these genres can, like, intertwine. And even in the way that I set up the track list Mm -hmm. was for it to feel like a DJ set. Not only for it to feel like a DJ set, but, like, for you to feel like you're a bar hopping around the world. Mm. Um, And so that was kind of, like, the meaning for that is just for people to understand that I'm from, you know, outside is where I'm from and Mm -hmm. outside is what I want to have people feel like when they're listening to the project, whether it's at home or not. The reason I wanted to make it, um, I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy or if it's going to continue further. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I wanted to make it a series, so when you think of like the greats, you think of like Lil Wayne and the Carter, yeah. um, Jay-Z and Blueprint, yeah. Kanye and his graduation series. Um, those are literal like archives of their growth within music. Like you can listen to each of the projects and hear like what they were going through in that space, Mm -hmm. what they wanted to try and test out differently, who like who was around them production wise and like how they grew as an artist and what direction they wanted to take their artistry. And I figured that would be the perfect thing for me to do with outside because Outside One was truly a compilation of songs that I guess in a way identified me as an artist, that introduced me as an artist. And I thought it was only right for Outside Two to be Outside Two because it's that continuation of me figuring out, you know, what my artist identity is. Absolutely. What's been like the biggest like wow moment for you throughout your career? Like, like wow, like I'm I'm here, I did that, I accomplished that. Like what's what's been that wow moment for you? Hmm. There's been a couple wow moments. I can't lie. I feel like, well, for one, when I went to London Mm -hmm. and I did my playback at Sony and to kind of see the reactions from people. It's the first time I got to like perform. Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing people's reactions from when they walked into the room till after the playback was like, okay. Like, you know what? Maybe it's not just my Instagram followers. Like, <laughs> maybe, because obviously I've been working with, at that point, I had been working with The Orchard for a couple months now, but obviously everything is through Zoom, and yeah. the project had not been out yet. A lot of people hadn't listened to it, because I was very adamant prior to um, signing that distribution deal. I was very adamant on nobody listening to it. So mm. at the time, up until um, I got my management, it had only been been myself, my engineer 
and um, my homeboy Tone. Shout out to Tone because I needed an outside ear. Mm -hmm. And those were the only three people that were allowed to listen to anything. Mm -hmm. So for it to go from that to this and solidifying everything that we had discussed and the things that we felt was my biggest like, whoa, you know, moment. And sometimes even things as small as like people coming up to me and saying like, you're six. I'm like, <laughs> that, that <What>? is me. <laughs> like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> like, how you know where you know me from? Because yeah. if they call me six and they don't call me Oro, like then I know that you you must know me as an artist for real. And, mm-hmm. and you know, or like recently I went to Black Market Flea and I was at this tent and um, this guy is, uh, has this brand called Potenko Products mm-hmm. and um, he was telling me that some his female friend put him on to my music. Mind you, I know his other friends. His other friends mm-hmm. who know me didn't put him on to my, my music or mm-hmm. rather they, you know, whatever. But someone completely detached. I thought it came from, you know, people I knew, but it yeah. came from someone completely detached from me, put me on, put them on to um, my music. And mm-hmm. I just felt like, whoa, like maybe this is traveling. I don't know why I think I'm the one that's the 132 countries. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe it was when I, you know, flew over. And that was my stream. But, yeah, that's that's been the biggest moment for me. Mm. Being a woman rapper, I don't like to say female rapper. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I, I hate the female, word female. Yeah, female so is very, very touchy. Woman artist, rather. Also. Yes. Not just rapper. Mm-hmm. Woman artist. Um, in these times, the, the, there's an abundance, which I love. Like, yeah. you know, uh, Nikki and Lotto had their whole back and forth because Lotto said there's more of us now. And mm-hmm. Nikki was like, don't be putting yourself on my level. And it was this whole thing. But it's like, it's true. We have so many women artists now who are dope. Rappers, yeah. R&B, all that. Do you feel like you have a responsibility to advocate for other women, inspire other women, and also you all kind of get like this perception? It's like they only rap about pussy or they rap about that or blah, 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 and all that. And it's just like <laughs> there are so many different lanes. You have a Rhapsody and then you have a Meg and then you have, you know, a, there's a bunch of you. And like, I, so I hate that perception. So, like, just I, I guess I'm trying to ask, like, yeah, do you have, do you feel like you have a responsibility to present yourself a certain way? And what advice would you give to other, like, aspiring women rappers slash artists? Um, well, for one, for all female artists, I would say stand your ground mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and make sure you know who you are before you're coming into it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are, then you allow yourself to, you know, in general society, there's obviously going to be able to people to play on your insecurities and and um, influence you to do certain things but in the music business it's a hundred times worse yeah. um, it's like on crack <laughs> and I didn't know that until I came into the industry how even just the littlest you might be the smallest bug of an artist yeah. in this pool of you know big sharks but they will find a way to make you feel like who you present yourself to be is not what you need to be. So um, with that being said, yeah, I do feel like initially when I first came into making music or when my music was being played uh, amongst people other than my Instagram followers, (laughs) um, I did feel like an immediate sense of like I have to fit, I have to look a certain way, I have to sound a certain way for people to pay attention to me. You know, I I have to present myself. Someone told me, like, you got to clean up your Instagram. You got to do this. You got to do mm. that. And if I didn't know myself or if I didn't have a better grip on myself, I think it would have been much easier for me to 
be influenced. And if I didn't surround myself around people who were champions of who I was at to yeah. the core, it would have been much easier for me to be influenced. But yeah, definitely for female artists that are coming in, make sure you know yourself. And if you even if you don't fully know who you are, because no one ever fully knows who they are, yeah. just surround yourself around good people and don't let these engineers tell you that you need to pay for your bounce track okay <laughs> make sure you get your bounce track after the session because they really be on some really weird stuff and don't mm -hmm. let them hop on your track either because a lot of them will be like oh let me hop on the track no mm -hmm. <laughs> do your song find the producers that you like you don't even have to work if you're uncomfortable with reaching out to people go on things like beat stars and youtube and reach out that way beat stars yeah. is even better because mm -hmm. as a woman a lot of times we deal with a lot of BS, weirdos, you know, yeah. a lot of weirdos. Yeah. And BeatStars has been my saving grace, really, truly, because I don't have to interact as much. Mm -hmm. um, it sucks because I can't make a beat from scratch, but I get to, you know, sometimes when you just want to put music out, the, the access is there and you don't have to deal with people that are, you know, weirdos like megan she had to pay future i think two hundred fifty thousand dollars off the bat because she didn't even she didn't even she didn't even want to entertain the conversation she was like you know what i don't even want to see if it's going to be weird i'm sure he, it wasn't going to be or however i don't know future personally but mm. the fact that we even have to go through that is yep. crazy but yeah. yeah um i wanted to ask you um what no your name six mm -hmm. said it i feel like i kind of know already you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're number six on your line right yes okay. yeah and then the the whole set it part, like mm -hmm. what, like how how did you come up with that? Oh God, the set it part so lame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It's cool because it was like it's supposed to be like Simon says. So it was actually mm. initially supposed to be six says. It was, that was just gonna be my Instagram name. Mm. My name was always six. So it started off with Roman numerals because okay. I wanted to be like black, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna be different. And I put Roman numerals. A lot of people don't have elementary school education, so yeah, they, <laughs> they did the not catch they up on that. Is, is that V? <laughs> They're like, they I have someone. I have someone that to this day calls me Vi Vi. And I'm like, <laughs> be fucking for real. <laughs> um, so then I scratched that. Then I was like, okay, let me just go by six. And then mm. there's a musical in London. Shout out to y'all, I guess. Mm. Um, but they took over the whole streaming side of you know visibility and stuff. So. I figured, let me just do go with my Instagram name. And the only reason why my Instagram name is Six Said It is because it was supposed to say Six Says. Mm. Um, but that was taken, so I just did Six Said It. Damn, at names being taken. I know. Nasty. Nasty. Six Says would have <laughs> been like, but I think Six Said It is cool, though. Because, like, is. you know, now people could be like, you know, I have a lot of quotable lyrics. Yep. So now they could be like, hashtag Six Said It. Exactly. Period. Yeah, there's like a certain, like, firmness to it. Like, yeah. Like, period. Six Said It. Yeah. Period. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know you just recently put your product out, which uh, you talk about the arrangement. I just want to say again, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a and every time he sends music he, from any of your artists, he's like, no skips. And like, I, I believe him, like Jacques, <laughs> Jacques' upcoming project, <laughs> no skips. Right. Um, Uche's project, no skips. Yours also no skips. Arranged so well. And it's like, you get in, you get out with each song. Like, you, you're not there too long. You don't overstay your welcome. Like, you get in, you get out. I, it's a really enjoyable listening experience. Like, Thank you so super much. easy, super easy, super efficient, and it's all quality. Uh, again, you just put, recently put that out, but like, what's what's next? Well, I actually have a show. Okay. Um, December seventh, show up at Drum with Major Stage. Nice. Um, so that's the most recent thing. After that, I'm going to be going to Nigeria. Hopefully, um, hopefully whatever opportunities come there, probably hopefully more podcasts, hopefully more shows, opening up for more artists. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, work starting to work on outside three and seeing, mm. even if I, I don't know if I want to start working so soon on that, 
But I do want to explore the idea of doing like mixtapes. I was just um, mm. speaking to Gabe from um, On the Radar mm-hmm. about this, about doing like going back to that mixtape culture. I miss so badly like that Piff mm-hmm. and like Spinrella. You know, Spinrella took all, took over after that yeah. with their app. I want to go back to that, like releasing some music on SoundCloud and just like getting like raw, real fans that like later on in life can be like, oh, but did you, did you know that? Do you? Oh, you're not a real fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely want to go back to to making music for my Instagram followers again, just for a Shout little out to bit. The loyal Instagram followers. You know what I'm you, you, saying? You, you, you hold them dear. I really do, because mm-hmm. they really they really would see me post like little snippets on my story mm-hmm. when I was so excited. As soon as I uploaded, um, not even that, the freaking premix. There's so many videos of me on Instagram with my premixes that now, in retrospect, sound terrible. <laughs> like, they don't sound how bad y'all sound, because mm-hmm. <laughs> my engineers <laughs> like that. But... <laughs> The premixes now, in comparison to obviously the final mixes, sound terrible. But there's so many videos of me like rocking out to it and people being like, "Oh my god, this is fire! Oh my god, when it's coming out! Oh my god!" Yeah. So yeah, shout out to my Instagram followers, um, my family that really have been holding it down. Amazing. Yeah. And with Instagram in mind, tell the people where they can find you. Which I don't think that's your. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can find me six set it everywhere. Literally, it's my artist name. You can find me on Tidal, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, TikTok. Make sure you follow me on TikTok. That's where that's where the real six is at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Twitter, if you're, you know, down for that. And then of course Instagram. Literally everywhere it's six at it. It's hard to miss. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming through. Really had a really great conversation with you. Congrats on all the success. Thank you so much. Um, again, if y'all not listening to Outside Two, make sure that you tap into Outside. Thank you, bro. If y'all not listening to Outside <laughs> Two, make sure you tap into Outside Two. Um, we are going to get into our Patreon discussion, but for mm. those who are not subscribers to Patreon, thank you for tuning in, of course. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. And, of course, stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Period. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Girl, yeah. Hey